Hello, hi, and welcome to the Houstonish Podcast, your weekly dose of Houston history, news and events, and sometimes guests. We're all, We're all about, about Houston. Houston. Where were Did you? <laughs> Hello, Urchin <laughs> Natalie. Oh my God, don't start. I oh, am Natalie, and I am with Luce, and with our powers combined, we are Houstonish. Um, today we are chatting with the founder of Houston's very own Body Old Dogs. We got Gloria Centeno in the house. That was my. She's like a. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I don't know if that was my Arsenio or like Arsenio my dog. or your dog. <laughs> I'm not sure. Either no, way, I think dogs are very like. Arf, arf, arf. Either know, way, stick with us and we will <laughs> we will see you back here in 30 seconds. And we're back here with Gloria from Barrio Dogs. You looked at me funny. Were you posing? We're, yeah, taking, we're, taking, we're taking pictures in the studio, sorry. I was like trying I know, to you stick did, my you neck did out. Your neck, yeah. You stuck your neck out. It makes, out. It like, makes your uh, chin look thinner when you go like that. Uh-huh, honey. Girl. Oh, you're right. You're yeah, right. it does. You go like that every, okay. time, every time we take a picture. For, for me, it takes a lot of strategic posing. But anyways. I learned that on a carnival cruise, man. Oh, well. Oh, yeah, where they say that we uh-huh, can go on a tangent uh-huh, about uh-huh. that. Okay, yeah. So thank you for being with us today. <laughs> thank you, Natalie. Yeah. Thank you, Luz, for inviting me to be here. I'm very, I'm very excited to hear all about your organization because I used to live in the East End and I used to see it everywhere. And unfortunately I don't because now I'm all the way up here, basically Austin, Texas. So thank you for <laughs> I agree. Thank you, thank we you. just we were just on two ninety for an hour. <laughs> thank oh, you so no. I always have to I always feel like at the beginning we always have to apologize to our guests. Like so sorry <laughs> that we live so far away. But thank you for making the journey to come it and was see us. <laughs> thank you. Oh, nice, nice. So uh let's just go ahead and get right into it, man. Um we want to know all about you today. <laughs> so let's get started with let's say are you a transplant or are you a Houston native? Oh, no. I'm a native Houstonian. I grew up in East End, and I actually was raised in Second Ward. All right. Yeah. And what, Nat? Lucy's stopping And ground. what, Nat? All right. All right. I'm outnumbered. And that's Second outnumbered. Ward, not Edo. <laughs> yes. Ward. You're outnumbered today, Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to admit, I moved away from the neighborhood probably about 15, 20 years ago, but my wonderful husband convinced me to move back to the neighborhood. Oh, yay, wonderful husband. That's right. Brought her back. Brought her back. But right about that time is when I realized there was all these roaming dogs, dogs on chains, pregnant mamas, Mm -hmm. dead dogs. And Mm -hmm. then I would drive to my really great job in the Galleria and see a totally different life over there. People walking their animals on leashes and they were healthy and little outfits and people drinking Starbucks. Mm -hmm. And then I would drive back to my neighborhood only 10 or 15 minutes away and see these tragedies over and over again. Yeah. So... I wasn't even an animal person. Most people don't even, can't believe that. I don't Uh, believe that. My husband and I didn't even have a pet at that time. Yep. I don't believe that at all. (laughs) I started kind of researching. I got involved with some other groups, other rescue groups, but I realized that that wasn't really helping my community. And so I told my husband, I'm going to start a group. And he said, oh, please don't. <laughs> but he's my number one supporter now, and that's basically how Body of Dogs was born. Uh, we focus mainly on education and um, the community. So we uh, we go into schools, middle uh, elementary, middle school, high school, mm-hmm. and talk to the children children about proper animal care, spay and neuter, proper nutrition, why you don't chain up your animals, why your animals shouldn't roam the streets. Um, we are in the community often doing a, a program called Barrio Dogs Fix It, where we uh, sign up residents that have pets and we sign them up to get free spay, neuter, vaccination, and microchip absolutely Yay. for 
free. Wow. And we sponsor that, all of it. That is amazing. Yeah. And when people come up and they say, well, I've got two dogs and I have a cat, we're like, no problem. We'll get them done. And ten hamsters. <laughs> now, two hamsters chickens. we don't do. Dogs do chickens. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize we do cats, too. I mean, yeah. we're body dogs, but we love the felines, too. And there's so many stray cats, so oh, yeah. Yeah. we need to They're address everywhere. that, too. So, yeah. So, was this something, like, was this a problem that you were, that you grew up seeing? So, I remember growing up, I admit that my parents, when we had pets, we didn't even take them to the vet. (laughs) I don't even remember buying dog food. Um, I don't remember them even being in the house. Um, So, it was definitely, the way I was brought up was different. Um, But I guess it took me leaving the neighborhood and then coming back and then seeing that as an adult mm-hmm. and realizing that there was something really wrong there. Yeah. Um, and because my husband and I were so invested in the community, we were, we were dug in. We we're going to stay in the East End. I'm like, I'm not going to live here when I see these tragedies mm-hmm. over and over again, because I mean, people can't even walk their dogs. People can't walk down the street. There's animals everywhere, and it was just awful. And my parents lived next door to us, too, and I I just didn't even want them to walk on the streets because we just saw these tragedies over and over again. We have a lot of that problem in the north side, trying to um, walk around. Like, I can't walk my dogs in my neighborhood. There's no way. We're going to always encounter strays. So the more I got involved, the more I realized it's not just an East End problem. Mm -hmm. It's a citywide problem. So Mm -hmm. it happens in... Denver Harbor, Second Ward, Third Ward, Fifth Ward, it's its huge. And so a lot of people don't realize, the public doesn't realize that the city of Houston has one of the largest animal overpopulation issues in the nation. I believe it. No. So it's just a, a decades of ignoring. Um, I don't know when it started other than I do know that we have very little funding for animal welfare through the city of Houston. In comparison to, say, Austin and San Antonio, even San Antonio has more budget dollars that go towards animal welfare. Wow. Um, and we don't. And so that's um, our current leadership in the city. So early on, I was really fortunate. One of my board members had a lot of experience. She worked at the state capital governmental affairs. So she got me really engaged with meeting with our elected officials and I would say that Body of Dogs was the first organization that really connected with the elected officials. So we started meeting our, our council member, and we even went to the state capitol. <laughs> I mean, we were just nice. like, we're not going to back down. And it, it was really helpful. Uh, we've gotten a lot of attention. Um, we've gotten... We, we speak in front of council all the time about the issue. Um, I'm also part of a bigger organization called Unity for a Solution. It's similar to Body of Dogs, but it's the same concept, but citywide. And so we also go in front of council and talk to all the different council members that are suffering with this problem in the district. And so we've gotten funding now from the city. It's not enough yet, mm-hmm. but we are definitely getting some traction and attention Um Body of Dogs was recognized uh, by the mayor about five or six years ago. We got the uh, Mayor's City Volunteer Award. We've gotten a couple of proclamations. I mean, we've gotten a lot of attention because the work we do is all volunteer. Nobody gets paid. Mm, And um, we definitely have uh, done a lot of great work, but unfortunately the problem is still there. And it's, I think it's, it's hard to get a handle on it because the animals reproduce faster than we can get to them. And um, 
it's expensive. And so again, we're all non, you know, we're nonprofit, but we, we, we have day jobs. (laughs) So it's hard to really work full time on fundraising and get the funding in, but, um, we're getting there. Would you say, I I have some, as you were mentioning all the things that you've gone through and how far you've come along, I, I would assume that one of the things that kind of stopped you guys at the beginning was the fact that maybe they said, you know, the greater problems. In, in the city. There's bigger problems that we have to face. Oh, sure, sure, sure. And I, I worked for a council member for about a year and a half, and it really um, opened my eyes to the constituents and their struggles because people would call about um, illegal dumping or the mm-hmm. crime or potholes or drainage. I mean, they have to answer to all their constituents. And the council member I was working for, because I was working for her, she put a lot of emphasis in the animal issue because I was really pushing it. Mm-hmm. And she would get bad-mouthed about that, that all you care about is the animals and you're not working on our pothole issue or our drainage <laughs> issue. So it's hard. They they have a challenge, too. And so I see their position, too. I mean, they only have one budget. Right. Um, yeah. And they've got to spread it out. Yeah, I think that would be the most difficult part for me. I know growing up, whenever I would see that my uh, my dad had a dog outside, I always found it just terrible. And I'd be like, why is a dog outside? And I think for him, it was always a constant, the last thing that I'm worried about right now is a dog. Right. You know? So, but now that I'm older, I remember I, I told my husband, I said, we're not getting a dog unless we can afford to sustain, to keep it right. healthy um, and not... And, and I know for people that don't care about animals, it sounds silly, like to be mentally supportive, to be, <laughs> and, you know, they need love. Yes, I always say there's yes. no point in having an animal if you're just going to have it caged. Right. Or if you're just going to have it locked in a room all day. Right. I mean, that's just so selfish. Yeah. And I, but I know that for, for my family growing up, you know, it was like, you know what? You got the dog, somebody gave it to you or a cousin left it, whatever. Like we're not taking care of it. And like you said, you mentioned earlier about the food. I remember it was like. Here's some tortillas, some scraps. We're not going to go and pay $20 for food when we can barely feed you right now. Right. right. So um, I applaud y'all because that's something that I, I I know is immensely difficult, especially to communicate to people who are focusing not so much on their pets, but more so their family. But really, in reality, I would think that one of the objectives is to show them that the pets are part of the family. And they have feelings. And so you have to change that mindset. And that's why we invest more in our children because um, they're the ones that we really are our future ambassadors. And so that's where we really try to put most of our investment in. Uh, We go to a lot of schools and primarily elementary because it's really good to hit them at a younger age. Um, but also with the adults, you know, you just have to educate them about, you know, it's against the law to chain up your dogs. And right. do you know that the city of Houston now has a breeding ordinance and you could get fined for having all those puppies in the backyard? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I mean, it's true, but um, we just try to educate them in any way we can. What are some of the questions that kids have asked you that are just like some of the, like, do they, do they ask you guys questions when you come and you visit the schools and... A lot of questions. So one of the things we do is we will bring one of the actual dogs um, and tell them their story and where they can come from. So usually the dogs always steal the show. <laughs> you know, they immediately want to touch and pet them. Um, but they tell us a lot of their stories, which mm. are sometimes hard to listen to. Oh, I bet. Yeah. So, it, but but we try to talk to them about how they need a home. They have to go to the vet. They have to eat good food. 
you can't chain them up, mm-hmm. you know, you can't fight them, you know, all of those things. So, um, and they always ask, can they take the dog home? <laughs> just, just to think, uh, I was thinking right now about earlier how you said about, um, the microchipping and the spay and neuter. That to me right there, I still remember watching, uh, what is it? The price is right. And you would always say, spay and neuter your pets. And that was always, it was so funny because I would always think, Huh? Because, you know, growing up, I was like, I don't even know what that is. And, you know, and then once I had my own, you know, pets right away, I was like, oh, no, you are not breeding. I'm sorry. Like, I was just like, I was like, this is, I can't afford it. It's not safe for you. Like, I didn't, the last thing I wanted was to have, like, a pregnant dog walking around the house um, or cat. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the microchipping. I've talked about it on the podcast before. The heartbreak of losing a pet. Yes. The investment of, I, I wouldn't think about the monetary value of it at all, but this is like the, the, men, emotional, the emotional investment, investment yes. of having yeah. a pet. Mm-hmm. And then from one minute to the next, you're like, well, you think it's not going to happen. And I'm a testament to it. It has happened. Happened when I was in the East End. It happened here. Happened in all the hoods I've been in. And it's heartbreaking. It is. It is heartbreaking. And when there's storms or just accidents that happen, they get out because somebody, a maintenance guy, let the gate open. And people don't realize how important that is. And so we really educate. Like, if we're going to spay and neuter, we're going to microchip at the same time. You have to. (laughs) And then also, like, they also have to register when they microchip. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think that the minute that they put that little microchip in the body, like it's like a Batman signal, like it can be found at any point. That's not <laughs> how it works. There's a satellite up there's there. There's a satellite just like your dog. <laughs> like, no, Fluffy's fine. You know, it's somewhere in there. No, you have to get online or you have to go on the computer. You have to yeah, register yeah. your pet. Yeah. Um, well, because, that's where education comes yes. in. And that's why we, when we sign up residents to get all these services for free, um, we're free, fortu- free, yeah, free. We're fortunate <laughs> like, to work with awesome. some really great veterinarians that will educate each resident on all of that. Yeah. We also register our, our name with the pets names too. So, oh, that's good. Yeah. So uh, of course we let the owner, they're the owners, but we're, we're also notified if those dogs are, um, found lost. No, so, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, amazing. That's nice. I'm telling you, I don't know how much I've sobbed, sobbed, <laughs> sobbed, sobbed. For pets. Oh. For I mean, lost, for in life pets. in general, for just things that upset me. <laughs> but I, but I, but mainly the pets. Mainly the pets. So whenever the pets are lost. Thankfully, I've, I've recently lost my cat. The one that I, that was introduced to you guys, Vinny, the fat cat, Vinny the cat. Um, he was lost for like a second and I actually went online and I read that if you put a clothing, an item of clothing that has a scent of the owner that sometimes maybe like the breeze will t- I don't know. I was trying everything. I was about to put like rocks outside. I was like, I don't know. I was just like, I, I was, you like light a desperate. candle. Light a candle. I was <laughs> desperate. And sure enough, like, he came back that night, and I was like, oh. <laughs> I was, like, crying. I was like, man, <laughs> I was, and he's microchipped. But, you know, that's the other thing, you know? Like, it's just about the safety, keeping the pets yeah. safe. And I remember telling my husband, how did you lose him? He's like, he just ran out so fast. And that's usually how it happens. You just don't. It, it's just the craziest moment. And you never think. You never, you never think. think you're going to lose your pet. Yeah, yeah. We lost our cat, our blind cat. Oh. But he had his tag on. And so they called us. Oh, thank gosh. A couple of weeks he was gone. Days. 
Wow. Three days. Okay. It, she's seemed like, it felt like, like years. <laughs> I remember I remember messaging Natalie, Natalie, I don't know, man. I'm not gonna find him. It's been it's been like three hours. Yeah, I'm telling you. It's, it's like it's, no time at all. I'm like uh. every every minute that my mouse gets it, Sam. I was telling my husband, I was like, it's home, never gonna see him again. And I remember at one point saying, I was gonna buy him a Christmas sweater. And he's like, yeah. stop. <laughs> like, calm down. And we were like up and down the street, like crazy people. Yeah. Man, you were like, what is wrong? with them like we were walking around with flashlights oh my god it's so embarrassing <laughs> so um, embarrassing i got a question how so you do a lot of uh your organization does a lot of um what is that education education <laughs> yes education um, education <laughs> and then the staying and neutering so is is it like a location that you can come that someone can come into do they just walk in with their dogs or uh is it like a vet area or what is uh you know what right. is like the so our focus is greater east end so we mm-hmm. primarily work in the east end we'd love to work in the whole city of houston but we can't even tackle the east end i mean there's just so much need mm-hmm. so we kind of hone in only on the east end so we get invited to quite a few schools so that's where we do our educational presentations but when we're budget allows body of dogs sets up a um an event called Body of Dogs Fix It and we're approaching our third one this year. Mm-hmm. And so we pick a location um and we do it based on kind of the need. So we're going to be doing it at Hidalgo Park Saturday, okay. October 26th. Okay. And what happens at a Body of Dogs Fix It event is we'll send out mailers or we'll put it on next door. We'll work with our elected official to email the civic associations and let them know that we're going to be there at this specific time Mm -hmm. to sign up residents that need free spay, neuter, vaccination, and microchip. And we always tell them, don't bring your dogs. (laughs) Just you come. And so they come and they sign up. And we partner with a local veterinarian. We use Emancipet Houston, Gulfgate Animal Hospital, or Long Drive. And so we partner the resident with the vet. Oh, and so okay, the, okay. We, we, we do the sign up, then mm. we give all of that information to the veterinarian, and then they call the resident and schedule the appointment, and we pay for everything. Oh, my God. It can't get any easier than that. Right? Oh, you're not That's lying. Awesome. And we do right. even more. So that day, we also give out collars and leashes and hold on a second and uh yeah i'm gonna go and adopt another dog just so that i can get all this all the startup stuff for free we'd love you. hold on a second we'd love i love dogs honestly if it went to me we would have a whole zoo of them but i'd be broke i'd be like probably with the same pair of clothes like my whole life because i'm like "Eh, it's okay the other day i was like i'm gonna go get my nails done i want to get my nails done and then i took my dog to the vet and i was like "Mm, Mm. give him that shot he needs that shot too give him a shot Oh, he also, he could get a teeth cleaning. Get him the teeth cleaning. He's got some earwax. He wants to take the earwax. Nail, f- I was like, keep going, keep going. They're like, it's going to be $175. I was like, okay. I was like, oh. I was like, but you know, the dogs come first, you know? Exactly. The dogs come first. So to me, it's like, do I rather have a healthy dog or, you know, have something, you know, silly like that? So I was like, no, the dog, the dog, the dog. Yeah. So sure. to me, to have something free, are you kidding me? Yeah. Come on, people. Are there restrictions on, like, where you live um, or so, anything like that? Right. So is this particular area, that's why we try to hone in on just the next door location, the civic associations, just to let them know that we're we're not going to say, oh, we're only going to do this zip code. Right. So if somebody shows up and it just happened that a neighbor told the cousin and they came, okay. Who lives in Friendswood, but they're coming yeah. to Barrio. We to- create no barriers. So we don't ask like for proof of anything right we just say you dog cat i mean we've had people start crying because they can't believe we signed up all their animals. i can't believe i would literally flip that's a 
one, the savings, mm-hmm. you know, and then that alone, I'm sorry, that's probably like the main one, just that alone. And then having somebody call you at your convenience, like whenever you're ready, there you go. Like you can't, how yeah. could you say no? I used to take my dog to Calcate Animal Hospital. Oh man, bless her heart. Yeah. My, my chihuahua Stella, she's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Something's in her blood. I really don't know what's in her blood. I mean, you she met was, her. You met her. she was given to us. She was given to us, I think, oh my God, 2008. So it's been a while with her. She was given to us as a puppy, and there is only one person who could ever clip her nails. I mean, she's psycho. But, man, they're patient there. They were real patient with her. They were always really kind. They, and, we've been working with them since the yeah, beginning. And I think that uh, Dr. Palmer is a rock star. I mean, she can do some serious spay and neuter. Yeah. Like, when she would do big events for us, and she'd say, on a Saturday, I'm just going to do all of y'all's appointments. She'd have her track shoes on, and she's like, I did 65 today. And I'm like, oh, wow. my God. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I loved it there. I would still go there. for. I think for, like, a couple months while we were over here, and Jersey Village, we were still driving all the way to Golfgate. Yeah. And finally, I was like, I can't, man. I got to find another one. But I tried because I really, I really did like them. I really did yeah. like using them. Yeah. I miss them. They're always busy. Oh, my goodness, yes. <laughs> that That's another thing. They were always packed. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they can call you, I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm like having like a moment. Like, what? <laughs> sorry. I just think that's awesome. Do you guys also do placement? Placement, you mean like placement of animals of animals yeah sure so even though we say we're not rescue we have taken in quite a few dogs um and especially dogs that are in horrific condition mm. like um we just found one maybe two or three weeks ago a dog that was emaciated he had a prolapse uterus mm. it was awful mm. now he is like he's on our facebook right now today his name is sebastian mm-hmm. um and he already three weeks a month later he looks wonderful yeah mm. and the sad sad story behind him is we were like how the heck did that happen because we saw this prolapse i don't know if y'all have ever seen that before uh, uh, yeah i have and so dog. usually it's... it happens with females because yes. they're overbred and and they you know too much of their use of their organs um for him because he was living on the streets and just eating grass and rocks to survive uh, he didn't know how to go on his own and that's how it happened poor oh, thing man. i uh, know that's I, I mean i hate to be that graphic but that's kind of the sad things that we see and why we work so hard on prevention that's because the there's, reality, yeah. there's way too many animals uh for all of us to take in even body dogs we we try to limit that and we just can't take them all in because we really try to use all of our funding to go on the prevention and the education side i i can't even imagine because i think that would pull, I would find myself between two difficult places because one, my heart breaks and I like, I adopt all the dogs. But then I think to myself, well, you know, raise awareness, right? So that this doesn't happen. That, that would be so difficult for me. My heart goes out to y'all because I think I would just be sobbing all the time with looking at the dogs. It's a hard balance. That's and, difficult. Uh, yeah. And so like in the beginning of Body of Dogs, I thought, well, you know, I'll just work with all the other rescue groups out there. But that's when I found out that all of them were over capacity, yeah. low on fosters, hard to get adopters. And so that was kind of the inspiration to start Unity for a Solution so that we're kind of all working together on prevention and education too. Right, right. That makes sense. So is this something you do on your own? Do you have a team? Did you start off with people? I mean, how did this, uh, you know, how'd you get started? So it's actually a family. uh, It started with our family. Um, Like I mentioned, my husband, when we moved back to the East End, I told him that I really wanted to start this organization. And so it's a family affair. My sister-in-law, the late, great Norma Zenteno, and my husband and I were the founding 
uh, Barrio Dogs members, the founding members. So Norma definitely was inspirational. She was the one that really, I feel, got our name out there. You know, her band and the family would play for many events for free and help us with fundraising and just, you know, her name alone didn't hurt. <laughs> and so um, she also wrote three songs for our organization and um, she just was, um, you know, really giving uh, mm -hmm. with not only her music, but her passion and um Unfortunately, we lost her um, years ago from breast cancer, but she's still very much a part of our organization in spirit. And uh, so the family is currently working on a sculpture project. And there's all, there's actually going to be a body of dog included in the design because she was one of the founding uh, uh, board members. And that's how I got connected with Mika. Um, Mika Selly uh, with the Houston Public Library and she had told us that Norma would be the very first sculpture, first Hispanic woman sculpture in the city of Houston. Hey! Wow. Yeah, we didn't even know that! <laughs> and so then we became really friends, good friends with Mika and she got us involved with uh, Musica. The music, the exhibit that uh, is happening yes, at Eastern yes. Public Library in downtown, which we will all be at. Oh yes, yes, we will talk about that in a little bit too okay. about the festival that's going on, uh, that's connected to this uh, this event. I mean, excuse me, the exhibit. That's yeah. right. Yeah, Musica, the history of Hispanic sounds in Houston. Is that it? I think I'm gonna say it. yes. Yes, it's a tongue twister. <laughs> you, it sounded right to me. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, but that everybody should go. It's there until November 9th. Mm -hmm. and it's oh, it's free. Houston Public Library, wonderful history. Uh, the Zentanos are included, but along with so many other great musicians, um, I think it's um, something that everybody needs to try to make an effort to go and see. And then the festival on Saturday is going to be amazing. I want um, to point That's out something. Cool. In the, um, I wanted to, oh yeah, we'll talk about the bus tour in a sec. Um, I wanted to also bring out, uh, or point out something about the, the display case. Can you talk about that? Um, the, a little detail that's inside the uh, exhibit just to kind of give a little, you know. So the, the, the display case of my father-in-law and Norma. Mm -hmm. Okay. So mm -hmm. yeah. So again, so many great musicians are going to be part of this ex or are part of this exhibit. But in the middle, there's a display case of my sister-in-law Norma's guitar cool. and my father-in-law's trumpet. And I think that's about it in there. But it, And there's lots of pictures and uh, just beautiful memorabilia. I had heard a little story about the, uh, the case, about it not having been cleaned because, um, because it still smells like her perfume. So I thought that was so sweet. And that's like... Yeah, 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 oh. yeah, yeah. So that's right. It's right there in the front or in the middle. I it's love history like that. I know, I know. There's <laughs> it so gives much me chills like, to yourself like that. That's awesome. <laughs> so that's why everybody should go. There's so much of that there. There really is, and um, yeah, it's what a, great, a connection great too. Like yeah. we started off with Barrio Dogs, and then we did like a circle Mika, to like this awesome circle. You she know? was actually on our tenth episode uh -huh. of Houston Ish. So oh. I mean, huh? That was a long time ago. Yeah. It's like a little. Circle, that was like 50 right? episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely the music is connected with Barrio Dogs through mm -hmm. my family and the Zentenos. And um, the family continues to play the music. And they're now called Centeno Spirit. Oh, uh, the spirit of Norma and my father-in-law. I beautiful. love it. Love it. Love it.
Well, um, I think this is a good time to uh, segue. We already kind of started talking about events. You want to swing into some Houston-ish segments? Oh, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You ready? (laughs) I'm waiting for you to jump in. Houston Houston segments. It's It's a Houston Houston segment. Is this our official song? (laughs) Yes, I like how she's like, what's happening? Hey, sometimes we just kind of pop off, you know? Um, Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. It's your Houston segment. I just wish there was like something like, you love the theme. You know, when I wish it was like somebody playing the guitar in the back, like make it like, you know, that would be awesome. Uh Oh, we're looking at you. Looking at you. Sorry. (laughs) I wish there was somebody in the back playing a guitar riff for that. Anyways, (laughs) next time, next time, next time. I want to piggyback and uh, on these events that we were talking about, and I want to kind of throw in a couple of uh, of other parts of the events, and then we'll get into uh, history and. Uh, news, okay? So we're gonna go a little bit backwards and stuff. So, uh, so we were talking about the exhibit, um, and a little bit about the festival that's going on Saturday that we're gonna be, uh, hanging out at as well. Um, but there's also something else exciting that's happening at the festival regarding, uh, a bus. <laughs> so oh, I wanted to see if you could let us know a little bit about the bus tour that's happening and how folks can get in on that too. So McKinney bus tour is, uh, uh, sponsoring several trips through the city and talking about some very historic um, locations where music has been played. Um, I, I'm remembering some of the places on there, uh, like Stardust Ballroom, the old uh, Stardust. I don't know if they're the going Rice by Hotel, there, but yeah, the um, Rice Hotel. The yeah, the Pan American. Um, there's a few different spots out there um, that they're going to be going by. I, I was just looking at the notes, um, but yeah. It's it's amazing. You, in addition to 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 seeing it, you'll get to see pictures of the actual uh, locations and how the landmarks and how they looked. You'll get to hear some of the music, and you'll get to hear all the history from uh, uh, Mr. McKinney. He's amazing. Yes. Hi. Have you ever done the bus tour? No. Oh, you gotta go. You girl. need to get down. <laughs> I want to go because this is the the um, musica is this like, Latino history. Is bus this like tour. when you go to the museum, the museum, and they give you that audio thing, you stick it to your ear. This is better than. But that. instead, you're like actually driving around the places. Uh huh. Exactly. Oh, that's cool. I but, and then do the that. guys, you know, charismatic. It's not like some you know. Into the rah, left, rah, you rah, rah, building. Rah, 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. People walking. <laughs> it's like open air bus. You know, uh, no air uh, condition. You can take your ice chests and beverages. Oh, beverages, eh? <laughs> the stakes no, got higher in here. I'm ready. Like, let's go. You should see it. That's really nice. We should nice. do a live Houston ish. Hi, we're in the tour bus right I'm now. telling you. I'm telling you. That let's sounds do like this. Fun. That's a good idea. I love it. It's wonderful to be driving around, though, and looking up at all the buildings. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. McKinney knows all this random knowledge, all this history about basically every building that we drive by. That's so awesome. he's talking to us about, you know, the, the different places that we're talking about. He's holding up posters of the. And he uh, mentions, like, the location stuff, like art. Architectural design and yeah, and, 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 yeah. be like check out the gargoyles right there. So and so like designed that back in fifties. I'm like, what the heck? Like, yeah. okay, I yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah. Sounds yeah. good to me. Um, so yeah, that's gonna be. Uh, they're gonna start doing those uh, on the 28th, uh, and they're actually gonna have a couple of free uh, freebies, free tours. So if you go back, uh, go by there in downtown, uh, four o'clock p.m. to eight o'clock p.m. will be the uh, Musica Festival and Mercado. So come down there. There will be food. There will be music. There will be, you know, chilling and hanging out. There's also going to be a 
forum, a panel upstairs or inside. Is it upstairs or downstairs? Mm-hmm. Or in, but it's inside the uh, the library. Idelson building? Is it in the Idelson Julia building? Julia Idelson building. Okay. And that's the um, the panel discussion. Um, so just go over there and learn some history and, and, you know, jam out and eat some food. And, uh, yeah, we definitely recommend it. It's like... And you can also catch the exhibit right there. Mm-hmm. It'll be right there. And great music. Zinteno Spirit will be performing. Woo! We also have... Um, oh, and uh, Los Carnales. Los Carnales, yeah. Oh, Los Carnales. Felipe, why aren't you on the show yet? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Felipe, why aren't you on the show yet? I thought you were cool, man. I just... <laughs> I've been, going, I've been going to their shows. I've been going to those Cardinales shows since oh. I was like, I'm going to say 15. <laughs> Ooh, I just gave away my age. Anyways, not, keep going. We'll be having him, uh, future guests. Future um, guests, future guests, Felipe. Future guests uh, in October. So in October, uh, it'll be after the... After the... He's going to be in our Guajolote uh, episode. Oh, nice. I just said that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think, right. I think I'm going to go... You know what I just pictured right now? Hmm. I'm going to be at the event Saturday. Yeah, I'm gonna have a guitarist <clears throat> behind me, just like, <laughs> just rock and roll. Just you know, one of those like, uh, you know, you can put one of those speakers on ro- on wheels. Mm-hmm. Just every time I say mm-hmm. something, like, <laughs> and then, I don't know. That's just me. I'm just kind of thinking about all the events that are going on. I'm excited. Right on, I don't even right think on. we need a history segment for this episode because Mr. McKinney's got it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You Mr. McKinney's got, got it. Get on the bus. Usually, usually we talk about some history uh, tidbits about Houston, but I say get on the bus. Just yeah. get on the bus. Just get on the bus. <laughs> get on that bus and Mr. McKinney's got you. He's got all the history that you need for this episode. So you got uh, it. Uh, one more event I wanted to uh, bring up. Uh, Dia de los Muertos celebration at Magnolia Park. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tell us yeah. about that. It's a sixth annual and this is the first time it's going to be at Hidalgo Park. And so it's... Specific to the community, um, we're going to have uh, artists that are from that neighborhood, uh, Zinteno Spirit, along with Sister Sister and oh, Los Cornales hey. again. <laughs> Full I, circle. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. Sorry? Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez. Um, and not only great musicians, but we'll have vendors and arts and crafts and Selena. Oh, the, the Selena impersonator. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> they love her. <laughs> oh yes, lots of dancers, lots of entertainment. Aztec dancers. Aztecs dancers. Our producers oh, telling us all the all the tidbits. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, producer. <laughs> Thank you, producer. <laughs> got us. Yeah. So got my it. husband and I have been involved with that. Um, uh, being or event chairs, and this is like our sixth annual, and every year it gets bigger and bigger. So it's it's amazing. Right, let's take it to the George R. Brown next time. Right, right. <laughs> well, you know we they. Oh, there's going to be food, drink, all kinds of stuff. Low riders. Low riders. Low riders. Hey, hey. Can we keep one? I want to do a raffle. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, come on. I'm just saying. You can have a dog show, a dog dress-up show. They all dress like uh, Day of the Dead characters. Oh, hey. Hey, and speaking of kind of Day of the Dead, we're also involved in an event called Death by Chocolate. <gasps> oh, my God. Tell me more. It's amazing. This is at a funeral home, and I don't know if y'all know about uh, Christina Morales, Morales yes. Memorial Foundation. Mm-hmm. She's an ama- She's our new state rep, 1.5. Hey. hey, hey. Born and raised second ward. What? what? Second ward. Way she outnumbered. She is <laughs> the most giving person I've ever met, and this is her way of giving back to the community. Oh, she beautiful. does this fundraiser. It's called 
called Death by Chocolate. It's how apropos. You have got to come. <laughs> I, I mean, people dress up in Halloween, Day of the Dead, or whatever, and um, they have like chocolate martinis and chocolate. Treats. This is why I miss living in, in the ward. I miss. You know what I mean? Girl, See what you're missing any, out on. Well, you can still come to this event. <laughs> I just got Thursday, gotta drive. I gotta October twenty sixth. Perfect. I'm, yeah. I'll be there Thursday, October twenty sixth, and it benefits. The Centeno Sculpture Project, which this will be our last run. We're going to get it done. And then it also benefits the Second Ward Signage Project. So they're going to raise money to have signage in the neighborhood that says, you're at Second Ward. Oh, that'd be awesome. Instead of Edo. Tell me how you feel. Tell me how you really feel about that. Sorry. No, I feel that way. in Second Ward. Sorry. Yeah. Let me back up real quick, just for a sec. The Dia de los Muertos celebration, what day is that going to be? That's Saturday, November 2nd. And it's from noon to 7 p.m. It lands right on, hey. Perfect. It's rare when that happens. I'm like, hey. And then Death by Chocolate is October Thursday, October 26th. We have so many good events. Do people need uh, event? I mean, tickets for that? Yes, they do, because it's for a fundraiser. And so if you go to um, the Death by Chocolate uh, website, um, it'll have all that information. Google it. Yes, Google (laughs) Death by Chocolate. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, cool. Lots of interesting results, I'm sure. But that's it. I think it's called the Unofficial Death by Chocolate. Oh, sorry. Is it 24? Our producer says it's... it's Okay, sorry. Thursday, October 24th, and that's from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. See, we couldn't couldn't do it without a producer. We always have a producer in studio. I'm (laughs) telling you. you. I'm telling you. We would be lost. We try to do this on our own. Now it just doesn't work. We We just sit here and just talk completely. producer. (laughs) Best producer in Houston. What, what? (laughs) I tell you. (laughs) Word, word. I'm so excited. I know, I know. I'm cool. excited about dogs. Uh-huh. I'm excited about chocolate. Chocolate? I know that's right. I'm excited about this amazing sculpture that I hear oh, about. No. That just sounds amazing. Yes. Yeah. Oh, did I tell you where it's gonna be at? No. Mm-hmm. So the location <laughs> is already planned. It's gonna be at the original Ninfas. What? Wow. Yeah. What? In the courtyard. I mean. Yeah. Wow. I mean. Yeah. How much more second word can you get? I mean, Mama Neva, Norma seemed right. Yeah. I mean, yes. That's super awesome. Yeah. So my father-in-law, I mean, they were from Monterey, and he he knew her before she was even Mama Ninfa with the fajitas, right? Producer? (laughs) Producers got it. They met in Mexico. So it's real full circle. That is some full circle stuff right there. That's what I'm talking about. And I didn't mention that Norma, um, of course, Norma is the design, but there's a body of dog that's included in the design, and she was one of our rescue dogs. That we saved, my husband and I, and unfortunately, like three or four years later, she got cancer. And Norma had cancer, too. So we just thought it'd be good to put them two together. Oh, that's that's sweet. Yeah. Her name was Kippy. We rescued her in front of Kip and Trepid on Wandale. (laughs) And so we were going to name her Kip or name it Kip. But That's we so found cute. out she was female, so we named her Kippy. Aww, <laughs> I can't. Aww, I can't. Aww. I love dogs too much. I, know. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> but um, we'll invite y'all to the unveiling. I gotta go it's, to everything. I, know, I gotta go to everything. It's, uh, we're estimating so March 2020, which uh, is only about six months. Like, oh, I don't remind me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. About how time goes. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but I, I mean, the good thing is that we have all these good events happening within for this sure, time. For sure, for sure. I so wanted good. to um, shout out the sculpture um, 
the sculptor. Sculptor. Uh, Bridget Mondion? Yes. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Brigitte. Brigitte. She, she's yeah. actually, Bonjour, Brigitte. <laughs> she's actually uh, been a friend of the podcast for, man, since our, like, fifth episode or something, you know? Brigitte Starbuck. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm just saying her name like that now. She's, is she Texan? Is yeah. She, <laughs> she, she's amazing. Yeah. She does mm-hmm. beautiful work. It was yes, really hard to find somebody locally. And we were just pretty turned on by her work. She's done a couple of musicians like B.B. King and Willie Nelson. And then she's worked. She just if she can do Willie Nelson. <laughs> and she just finished up this amazing project um and Bel Air, the um Alice Wonder- in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. I oh mean, come God. on, I saw that. Yeah, I, I was gonna I show saw you that. Yeah, yeah I so saw her that. Special- I her. Yeah, her specialty is bronze, and so we definitely got the right sculpture. That is so exciting. Yeah. So I'm so out. happy for you guys. I'm yeah, like, this for is sure. so much good stuff. <laughs> You're so excited. I'm, I'm legit excited. <laughs> and you didn't even have coffee this morning. And I didn't even have coffee. I'm legit excited. I'm sorry. I love it. Yes. I'm not sorry. What? What? I'm excited about the joy. <laughs> so many good so many good things going on in a world full of the world that we have. Word. I mean, come on. There's Word. good stuff going on. You just got to find it. Mm-hmm. Word. Yeah. Got to find it. Well, let's see. Um, I want to kind of move on a little bit, too, because otherwise we're just going to be telling you all the good things you can do for the next year. Uh, I, I mean, it keeps coming, right? <laughs> Keep our schedules full. Actually, I don't mind that. Um, all right. So how about we get into some news? Okay. Because you said no history, right? Oh, no. Uh, Mr. McKenzie's got it. The only history I got today McKinney is like McKenzie. Hurricane Rita, McKinney. you know, 2005, the pointless, oh, the pointless evacuations. You I don't know. even want to go into that. <laughs> we're, we're too much on a high right now. I'm going to throw news. a high in there. Um, back in 1986, um, Mike Scott threw a no-hitter and the Astros clinched the uh, National League West title, which is... Relevant today because they yesterday they just clinched the American League with this week. Ghostros, Ghostros, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and uh, so fly by history now, <laughs> straight on to the news. And this week, I just kind of wanted to highlight um, what happened this past week, which was a, a freak storm. <laughs> we were all just chilling in Houston, hanging out, enjoying, you know, the the heat, I guess, yeah. as some do and some don't. As some but, do and some don't. And yeah. then all of a sudden it was like, hey, guys, in three hours, you guys are going to be like flooded at Harvey style again. They're like, we have a 500 year flood coming. So, yeah. Um, yeah, all of a sudden, you know, within two days or three days, like I had water coming out of my ditches into my yard. My yard was flooded. My street got or. The street on the side got flooded and all that water came into the yard. So it was a, a scary time. That was a north side? Yeah. Yeah, it was a north side. And they just, but they just redid all of our uh, drainage system like over the past year. So our part, like our houses, I don't even know how they didn't go underwater, but they yeah. didn't. Um, they got close though. Like we had water like all up in the driveway and we picked everything up off of our garage floors and all that kind of stuff. So it was, I don't know. I, as I can imagine, it, it, yeah, it would be stressful and traumatic for like all of Houston pretty much because we've been through this and we're going to continue to go through this unless something is like done. I don't even know globally or citywide. I have no idea. No, that's a whole nother episode. I don't know what the remedy County is. County Commissioner <laughs> and uh, Lena Hidalgo. Y'all need to reach out to our com- commissioner and, and, and uh, keep updated with what she's doing on that. Miss Hidalgo, right on. also a future guest of the podcast. <laughs> Miss Hidalgo. Right. Yes, yes. Come, on, come through and tell us about all your ideas. I would love to hear them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, even though all that stuff was kind of uh, for lack of a better word, whack. Um, 
there was a better word. Quack. <laughs> I, yeah. I did see some cool uh, news or cool things happening on the news. Uh, Kenny the Cook on I-10. I don't know if you guys saw him. He was out there um, out east where it was really bad. And uh, a bunch of people were stranded. And then there was another guy who had a bunch of meat and food and stuff in the back of his truck. And the two of them got together, put a grill outside. And next thing you know it, they're barbecuing chicken wings on the side of the freeway, man. Feeding all these people, like dozens of people down the line, like in their cars, you know, like feeding them food from, you know, Kenny the Cook, man. <laughs> if that's not Houston, I don't know what is. I know, chicken wings and, and yeah, yeah, man. So I thought that was pretty neat and neat little story. Another one. Uh, did you see the guy biking to Whataburger on mm-hmm. Cross Timbers? So there's a Whataburger right there at 45 and Airline, actually. And there was a guy, he was, he was on his bicycle and the water was like up to here, probably. I'm sorry, y- y'all can't see me, but I'm touching like my stomach, I guess. It was like all the way up to here. And so he's basically his whole bike was in the water and he's just riding his bike straight through going to the Whataburger to get himself something to eat. So I thought that was pretty neat. And at the same corner, I just love these stories, man. I know. As you can see. I, didn't even, I didn't even know about any of these things. I know, but it's so cool because this is north. This part excites me because it's north side, right? Anyway, at that same Whataburger, a guy went out there and he started fishing. And he catches himself like a four-pound bass. I did see that one, actually. <laughs> right there on the side he of 45. He was eating his sandwich and he was holding <laughs> the bass. Yes, he was eating I did his Whataburger and he, was, did he like that. fished for, for a, a fish. So I thought that was pretty neat. Um, I mean, if it doesn't get any more Houston than that, you know, catching some fish, eating some Whataburger, and grilling some chicken wings on the side of the freeway when it's all flooded and you got nowhere to go. I would just like to say that we um, monopolize a bad situation to a better moment. (laughs) That's what we do here, though. I mean, that's what we do here. Make the best of it. Hustle town, man. Bounce back. Bounce back. I'll say. Um, okay, well, that's uh, enough for our Houstonish or what are they Houston segments? Yeah. Um, I would like to throw it back to you, Gloria. Um, if you can go ahead and um, I don't want to like just wrap it up, but I mean, I'm looking at our time, so I gotta do the thing. I gotta do the thing that I hate doing. But um, yeah. So if you can let people know how to get in touch with your organization and uh, how they can, you know, how they can help. Sure. So I didn't mention that Body of Dogs is approaching their 10-year anniversary. Wow. Yeah. So that's going to be Sunday, March 26, 2020, I believe. It's 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 on a Sunday, the last Sunday in March. I'm not looking at our website, but you can go to our website at bodyodogs.org. That's B-A-R-R-I-O. D-O-G-S dot O-R-G. In fact, it says our 10th anniversary right on the homepage. And we're all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, ways that y'all can help. Boy, like I mentioned before, funding uh, towards our spay and neuter initiatives are huge. And, you know, I just wish people could understand if you donated $50, $100, that's going to help fix a dog or a cat and prevent so many unwanted litters. These are less animals that will end up on the streets, less animals that are going to end up in our city shelters Mm -hmm. that we pay tax dollars to, by Mm -hmm. the way. So they're ending up euthanizing all these animals that are going there. So why not work on prevention and give a donation of 50 50 to $100? So donations are huge. We can always use volunteers for our big events. Our 10-year, we're going to need lots of them. And if you're... Willing to foster, we do have a few dogs in need. 
It's going to be at Bohemios. Thank you, producer. <laughs> so every year, every year we have our annual event at Bohemios because it's in the East End. Mm-hmm. It's dog animal friendly. And it's just such a hip, cool place to go. Um, they have a great outdoor space and they've got wine and beer and good food. And this year, um, we're going to really take it back to our culture, maybe do some street tacos and I don't know, snow cones or something, but we'll music, of course. And, uh, we've got a great lineup. Uh, the iguanas are coming all the way wow. from New Orleans. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then, of course, we'll have some great local acts and Santa Spirit will be there, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but some vendors and uh, lots of great food. And it's a, an, it's a great time every year. Yeah. Right on. Right on. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank for you coming so much. Through. Thank you guys. Y'all are awesome. I'm thank loving you. this. <laughs> thank you for spreading the knowledge. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're going to um, we're going to do the same and we'll link out everything that you just um, said about, too, on, on the podcast. Okay. So, yeah. Well, that's this week's episode of Houston-ish. Review us on iTunes, double tap our Instagram, and high five us when you see us in the streets. Until next time. Goodbye. Adios. Farewell. Arrivederci. I like that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>